Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Amplified Podcast. It's been a while. I know it's been a while, but uh, we have guests lined up every single week, and we're going to be pumping these out once a week. A good podcast with some really interesting guests, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, today, though, first one in the new HQ, new cameras, yeah. new mics, we got Ian, my boy Ian Merzwinski. Merzwinski. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Awesome. Glad to be here. Yeah. So Merzwinski, what is that? Is that Polish? Polish. <laughs> Sounds yeah. German. I, yeah. Anything I, that ends in SKI is generally Polish. Yeah. Dang, man. So I met, how did I meet you? Just through Serve? Through Serve, yeah. Austin, Juan, Isaac, yeah. So how'd you meet them? For, for If you don't know, Serve Nutrition is a supplement company local to us in Kansas City three entrepreneurs and it's dissolvable protein pods but uh you were one of the first you're friends with them like, yeah i was i was with them oh my gosh since the beginning since they wanted to launch with a protein bottle which was terrible yeah <laughs> and then austin had the, had the idea of a protein pod and then just took off two years later year and a half later here we are that's crazy man yeah so you live in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Yep, I live. Uh, been here for almost two years. I'm originally from California, near Yosemite, which is like the mountains, trees, half dome, all that good stuff. Yeah. So Ian is a trainer himself and was a former college athlete. Um, but for no anyone who doesn't know you, let's hear your background and tell us how you okay. got to this point right now. Um, yeah, definitely. So I'm originally from California. Grew up playing sports, basketball, soccer, basketball, all that stuff in high school. Um, tried playing baseball in college. That didn't work out. Then I went to basketball, played two years junior college, um, and then I signed with a school near Salina, Kansas um, for my last two years. And then after that, I got a job in Kansas City, and here I am. Um, so, but like between school, I got my personal, I got my certi- certification um, through ACE, I got that in 2016. So like between junior year and senior year, I wanted to get certified so I wouldn't have to do it after I graduated, which was great. Um, I did that and then got a job at Harley Davidson right after school. Nice. I was a uh, personal trainer for them. Yeah, we worked with, uh, we helped lower workers comp claims. So when someone were to get injured, they would come see like the athletic trainers and they would come see me to strengthen up the muscle type of stuff. How, so was the pitch to that, like you save them money in insurance? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You basically save Harley a bunch of money. Like we saved them like, I don't know, 50 million, 5 million every year or something like that. I don't know. How do people get hurt there? Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's really like, so if you're trying to lift an engine onto a bike, you can strain like your bicep, you can strain your lat, you can strain something if you're not active. Yeah. So people would hurt like their thumb or hurt something. They would come in and see the athletic trainer and then see us huh it's a very um i mean just think of like your your normal factory type of job yeah that's what it was that makes sense we're trying to do something here really similar where uh we're in contact with the lee summit fire department okay. and we're kind of presenting the same thing because like it's crazy we found this out just through doing research the fire department most people get hurt when there's not even a fire it's yeah. when they're caring it's <laughs> yeah, like the exactly. medical emergencies when they're caring people and I mean, you know, much respect to everyone in the service, but if you want someone in a position to save your lives, you want them to be able to be strong enough to do so. Exactly, I mean, you get trained to do all this stuff on the fire department and all that type of stuff, but it's the stuff you don't think about. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I was listening to something the other day and they're talking about farmer's carries, like farmer's walks. Like, 
you're going to be doing that when you don't think about you're engaging your core or you don't think about how you're going to use that in real life, like carrying groceries. Mm -hmm. Like people don't think about that type of stuff. So what kind of training did you have these people do? Um, so what do you mean? So when you worked for Harley Davidson, you Oh, for those people? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we would put them through like, it's quote unquote, called quote unquote work conditioning. So whenever they got hired onto the job, we would do like these basic, um, exercises to help get their body prepared for work like whatever whatever job they're on we organize their workout organize their work conditioning structure towards that okay so like if you think of like lifting like i'm going to just use the same example lifting an engine onto the bike we want to do some bicep curls we want to do some shoulder movements type of stuff so that they're ready to lift an engine onto a bike yeah that makes sense dude like that is such a big thing that i've been harping on even for myself and clients it's like there are so many different ways to train oh gosh, yeah. but like <laughs> if you want to have fitness in the gym better your life you have to learn how to train in ways that are going to be implemented in the movements you're doing in life yeah you know what i mean exactly. so like i mean that's a that's the point like we, we all want to be healthy we want to be healthier like if you're going to do exercises and stuff in the gym you want it to benefit your health exactly you to benefit your life like there's no point I mean, otherwise to do it. No, and there's too many people like lifting like bodybuilders who don't step on stage and their bodies don't feel good. Yeah, and it's like you can lift as a bodybuilder, but like how's your flexibility? How's your mobility? Can you touch your back? Like can you scratch your back? Like what's the point? Like that's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> I want to play catch with my kids. Yeah, that's exactly, 100%. So you competed, you stepped on stage. How yeah. many times have uh, you done? Twice in 2017 or uh, 2018 and then once this year. So physique, right? Yeah, I did men's physique twice last year. Um, I got second in both my classes. And then this year I did classic physique and men's physique. I've never competed. I've heard about the prep life many oh times. Gosh. Yeah. Like tell us about that journey. Oh my goodness. There's, so I went into it. So being a college athlete, you want something to chase after. And I chased after being 2% body fat. I was, I'm very disciplined as a person. So it was easy for me to do it. Um, it's easy for me to diet down, easy to do all that stuff, but it's coming out of the diet, coming out of the prep is what's hard. It's hard on you mentally, it's hard on you physically, it's, hard, it's just not worth it in my opinion. Yeah, because um, you're so lean and then you see how fast you can lose like that stage ready oh my gosh. shred. It's, yeah, so like during the prep, my first coach had me eating typical chicken, rice, asparagus, potatoes type of stuff every meal. Um, very low fat. The only fat that I was eating was like, in a, like a steak for a little bit and then maybe just some egg yolk for a little bit. Very low fat. Messed with my testosterone, messed with my hormones. Like it was bad. Mm -hmm. um, and after that second show, I was like, okay, I don't know if I ever want to do this again. Um, came, I came out, of a, came out of that prep, maintained for as much as I could and then went into a bulk. And then this year... I wasn't even planning on doing a show until I talked with someone and they were just like, yeah, no, you're, you're very lean. Like we can, we can do it if you want to do it. So I was like, sure. And I went into it and, uh, it just wasn't as fun as the first two. Um, the diet wasn't as hard because I did it keto. Um, and then, yeah, it just wasn't as fun. So I'm, I don't know when I'm going to compete again. I'm, yeah. re I'm ready to put on some size, ready to actually focus on a bulk actually focus on putting on muscle because at the end of the day i mean i want to get bigger yeah so and we talked about this too because you mentioned it and you mentioned it here doing keto yeah there's so many speculations information out there and like 
myself, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I'm a keto advocate, but I'm not someone who hates on keto. I'm so open to everything. And just tell us about how, why you decided to do that, your experience, what you know about it. Yeah, so I've been doing it for about a year now. So yeah, so I came out of my show um, and I wanted to stay lean. And this is when keto was like the fad, the, the diet, the type of stuff, the Thomas DeLauer type of stuff. He was, he was everywhere. Um, so my boss at the time, he, was, he recommended it, tried it out and lost all my bloat, lost, uh, I was clear in the mind. I was able to maintain a lean physique while putting on muscle um, or while gaining weight. Because at the end of the day, if you want to gain weight, it's more calories. If you want to lose weight, it's restricted calories. Um, but, oh my gosh, yeah. So I, I did, I've done a bulk. I've maintained. I've dieted with keto. I've literally done any kind. I've done targeted keto. Um, yeah, anything and everything with it. Explain the targeted keto. The targeted keto is really interesting. Um, so once you're fat adapted, so what fat adapted means is once your body is able to burn fats at uh, more, more so than carbs. So, so like, let's say, let's say you eat carbs and then an hour or two later, your body, you have a fat, higher fat meal. Your body is able to burn the fats instead of the carbs. So targeted keto is targeting your carbs specific to your workout, specific to, um, muscle building. Because if you, I mean, think about it, carbs, they give you energy. I love carbs because they give you energy. You're able to push more weight. So you want to be able to push more weight in the gym so you can grow more muscle. So being on keto for so long, it's like, okay, I, I, I still get good pumps. I'm still able to push some weight, but whenever I have carbs, I'm able to push more weight. So you would want carbs in your bulk, in your type of thing, um, in your type of programming. So I've been messing with uh, eating 30 grams of quick carbs right before my workout. And uh, those 30 carbs give me a great pump, give me a great uh, accelerant for that workout. So what targeted keto is, is so you, on keto, you want to keep your carbs about 5%. You eat those 5% carbs before your workout. Yeah, I got you. So explain this to me, because here's my thing. Last summer, I got pretty lean for myself. And like you said, it's the restricted calories being in a calorie deficit. I was decided I wanted to try like a higher fat, lower mm -hmm. carb diet, yep. because in my mind, it's all what's going to be most sustainable. And yeah, I'm the right. type of person that my cravings aren't sweets, aren't carbs. Yeah, like, no, yeah, totally. I like the fatty meats. Yeah. I like eggs, steak and eggs. And I knew I wasn't going to be in ketosis because I was still eating probably 50 to hundred grams of carbs per day, mm -hmm. per day. But compared to what I used to do on a cut, like 250 to 350 carbs per day, lower fat, it was easier for me, but I was still in the same amount of deficit as I was. I guess my question is, what do you think the difference is of someone who's truly in ketosis, same deficit as the person who is just lower carb, 50 to 100 like me, higher fat, and is in that same deficit? Yeah, it depends how long you have been doing keto. Like I said, you wanna be fat adapted. For you, if you were to just jump into it right away, your body's still gonna burn the fat or burn the carbs. Um, preferably around the workout time, your glycogen stores are gonna get depleted, and then hopefully you will jump into ketosis right away. But it depends how long you've been doing keto because you want your body to be able to realize, okay, these carbs are gone, I'm gonna start burning this fat. Um, but yeah, you mentioned that um, after, like, after you got down like 10%, 9%, 8% off of high carb diet, you switched to low fat, 
or a high fat diet. I probably switched when I was like at like 10 to 11%. Yeah. I love, oh my gosh, like I'm so glad I did this. So I originally did this keto journey experiment for my clients. So last year, um, I know this keto thing was a fad, was a phase type of thing, and I wanted to do it so I can coach my clients if they ever wanted to know about keto or if they wanted to know about a high fat diet, how I felt on it, um, how it treated my lifestyle, how it treated literally everything. Um, and I love, I, I love keto for a cut. So I did it on a cut and I was able, I was stayed fuller longer, had mental clarity, my testosterone was up, I had, my hormones were fine, I, I felt phenomenal during the whole cut, and it's like, I still lost 25 pounds, got shredded, like, if you're not getting ready for a show, or even if you are getting ready for a show, I would recommend keto for it. So what was the hardest thing about keto? The hardest, <laughs> uh, so, during, during the bulk, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm a big advocate of keto. I'm a big advocate of carbs, too. Um, but probably the hardest thing was, like, if you're trying to bulk on keto, it's, like, I remember eating, like, six eggs. So I was eating, like, 12 eggs a day, and I would cook it with, like, one to two tablespoons of coconut oil. So it's definitely a lot of oil, especially if you want to bulk. Um, yeah. You need a little higher protein, but at the same time, you don't want to do too much protein. Uh, that's just my take on it. I've seen people talk about it doesn't matter protein. You want to keep protein 20%, but I believe that you want to keep it around 20%. Mm -hmm. And here's also my thing. Like, I agree. I think keto will work great for people who have those different types of cravings like us, but mm -hmm. there's more people who just want to lose weight. It could be an easier way to lose weight. Yeah, no, definitely. And going on the thing that's hard, it's if, you can lose the weight, you can do all that stuff, you can gain the weight with keto, but like if you can't sustain it, then why do it? I yeah. mean, because for the normal, for the average Joe, for the normal person, you can do keto, lose 20 pounds a couple months, and then like, okay, well, what, what's gonna happen after that? You're gonna implement carbs and gain those 20 pounds back like right away? Mm -hmm. Like, nah, it, if a client asks me like, hey, should I do keto? I'm only gonna recommend it to a client who has a healthy relationship with food, who is able to try it and able to kick it if they wanna kick it. Yeah. Um, so that way it's good for their lifestyle, it's good for that. Cause I had one client who, um, she wanted to try keto just to like lose a couple pounds, a couple extra pounds before like a, I don't know, an event that she was going to or, or some kind of party or something. Uh, so I was like, yeah, let's, let's try it, let's see how you feel. And she loved it, she felt great, felt phenomenal and she wanted to keep doing it. Um, but then we found her, we found out that like she would go to a bachelorette party or go to a wedding or something and she wasn't able to eat like cake. She wasn't able to eat, um, ice cream or like any of that stuff. And it's like, okay, well, if we count your macros, if you want to do that, you're able to eat that stuff while at the same time losing weight. So it's kind of, it depends on their, um, what their lifestyle is. If they are able to do keto every day and able to maintain it over the weekend, then sure, why not try it? So what do you think about both? Like you're doing keto, obviously you're not gonna stay in ketosis, but at least if that, if you are if you know you're not going anywhere, you know you're not going out to a restaurant, you can maintain keto because it's easy for you, but mm -hmm. then when you're in those situations, you allow yourself to eat the carbs pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, not it's, true it's, keto, it's, that's it's, not. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not true keto. Um, but like at the end of the day, if you mess up, then you're like, let's say you have a, you have carbs, you have a cheat meal or whatever. You can feel bad or you can just realize that your next meal is the stepping stone to getting rid of those carbs. Like, I yeah. mean, I've been there. We've all been there where we had 
where you feel terrible for eating whatever um but like let's say you binge on that ice cream okay well the next thing you're gonna do is drink a lot of water have a healthier meal and then get right on track Mm -hmm. um i mean but like i said if i was going to recommend it to a client if i was going to recommend keto to a client um i would emphasize not to have a lot of carbs on the weekend yeah (laughs) and that's why it's hard because you you want it to be sustainable for that person for their health for their lifestyle and if it's not, then I don't want to coach them on it. Mm-hmm. So I got two two directions of conversation. Yeah. First, because you played college basketball, uh-huh. do you think you could have done keto as an athlete when you were practicing, burning all those calories? Like, do you think it's sustainable for athletes? That's a great question. Um, I would love to try it out on myself. I do think that you could do it. There's so many benefits behind it. Oh my gosh, clear like mental focus. Um, but at the end of the day, yes, carbs are great for energy. Carbs are great for like long durations and stuff. But once, once you're fat adapted and you're in ketosis, there's a lot of benefits for that too. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the person. If they like carbs, then eat carbs. If they like higher fats, then try higher fats. I've never done it for, never tried it for basketball. When I mean, whenever I play basketball, like pickup games and stuff, I've been doing it on keto like recently. Yeah. So I mean that hasn't really affected me too much. Yeah, and as far as like physique and like how your body fat level, your composition, you gotta eat enough protein, you gotta be resistant training, mm-hmm. but my thing is you see person A who is 8% body fat, they have a good amount of muscle, they look great. You see person B who has a great physique, same amount of body fat, and this person might be doing keto, this person might just be tracking macros. The, similar, the similarity is they are in a deficit and it's sustainable for them. Yeah. And a lot of people like to be so polarizing with diets yeah. that it's one <laughs> way or no way yeah. and that you can't achieve a certain look with a certain diet. And oh my gosh, yeah, no. I mean, for, so when you give those two people, I would happily be the person on keto dieting because I know the benefits of how clear your mind can be, how sustainable it can be for that diet. Um, because, oh my gosh, that first physique show I did, I felt like crap. Yeah. Like the lower fats, and your brain loves fats. Like it just, it works with your hormones in your body. It works with testosterone, all that stuff. It's just not, I mean, physique show, phys, the physique competition, it, it was just hard to do. I yeah. Mean, so. Yeah, so, and, here, and here's my thing for the people watching this. A lot of people out there will talk shit on keto, right? Yeah. So, you're hearing a testimonial right now. I've never promoted keto or anything. I, like I said, I don't talk. I don't even promote it. Like, I don't. Yeah, you offer it. Like, you, you're willing to explain your, uh, your experience with it. And the thing is, like, he feels better doing it. So, that's why. It might just be something to try. It's not going to work for everyone, but even if it doesn't make you feel better, if it's not sustainable, that doesn't mean it's not working for someone else. Exactly. So there's so many different routes, but the next conversation I wanted to ask is you brought up relationships with food. Oh my gosh. And I think, especially since you competed, a lot of people's relationship with food gets ruined after that rebound. But, um, you know, I, I can't, I, my first diet I ever did tracking macros, like when I learned how to track macros and when I was done playing football and I was going into college, I knew I wanted to lose like 40 to 50 pounds. And I was doing that high carb, low fat, high protein diet. And I achieved it. Like I I made a great transformation, but my damn, after going in to gain weight after that, I had a pretty bad relationship with food. And that's the first time I really ever experienced it. Mm -hmm. And uh, not only that, I was an athlete, so I wasn't 
my total daily energy expenditure was a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. So I could eat less and still gain weight. Uh-huh. And that's just going to get worse that's as we get fun. older. No, yeah, no. <laughs> but man, like it's how do you how, how do you combat that that guilt bad relationship with food in your experience? In my experience, um, yeah. So relationship people don't understand that a relationship with food is a thing. Oh, one hundred percent. So dude. when I was in college, like even before college. I would track my macros, do all that stuff, and it was just how I lived. Like, I mean, I lived by tracking your macros, and that was fine. Um, but come, so after, even in college, like I would eat, eat all this, do all this type of stuff, whatever. Um, if I need to diet down, I'll be in a deficit, track my macros a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but be, so competing for a physique competition, you are hungry three months out of the year. Like you're, you're like starving yourself. I mean, not starving yourself, but you, your calories. It's pretty close. Your calories like, keep going, yeah. And at one point, I mean, I know my calories. At one point, my coach probably had me at like fifteen hundred and holy something shit, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm six four, two hundred pounds. Like, that's not healthy. No. So like being hungry for so long, I I found out that. So my first, I don't really talk about this too much, but my first weekend after my first show, I just ate. I literally couldn't stop eating. I had Snickers, I had Milk Duds, I had Oreos, I had barbecue. I had literally everything in my kitchen. Yeah. I had to throw food away because I would eat it. Yeah. Um, and I remember sitting in my chair one time and I was like, okay, I'm gonna throw up, I'm gonna throw up. And I was like this close from throwing up because I ate so much. Yeah. So that kind of helped me realize that, okay, you do have a relationship with food. Binging is a thing. Um, people do struggle with this. Uh, but ever since then, I've just been trying to learn and trying to grow as much as I can. Um, so for myself, what's helped me is, okay, that's happened. Um, I'm going to take this next meal I eat. We're going to get right back on track. Like mm-hmm. It's literally the next meal you eat. You can't sink in your guilt. You can't sink in to what you want to or to what you've done. Because the more you sink into it, the deeper you're going to fall. So like, let's say you, have, you binge on Friday night. You need to get back onto it like your next meal is Saturday morning. Otherwise, you're going to have another binge eating meal on Saturday and then it's going to fall into Sunday. And then hopefully on Monday you can get back on track because this is the beginning of the week. Yeah. But if you're not self-conscious about it and be like, okay, this just happened, um, then you can easily fall down like a pit. Well, it's, and it takes two things. It takes discipline. Like discipline is a factor. But the second thing is if you're going from your binge or your falling off weekend into your quote unquote diet or regular, uh, regular of what you eat and that, and that stuff is not sustainable in the first place, yeah. it's just going to be harder. And that's why like, I truly think tracking macros, understanding it, understanding how many calories you need to do what with your body weight is a skill. It's a skill that everyone should learn. And uh, me as a coach, a lot of times uh, I would just give meal plans to people and it was surefire, it was no brain work, they just eat it. You get good results too because it's easy because they just follow it. Yeah. But like it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable and they they need to learn how to do it themselves. Exactly, yeah. And I love to coach um, tracking macros, obviously, but after like three or four months with tracking their macros with them, I want to be able to coach them into eating intuitively. So that, yes, way, so that way, whenever they're on vacation or whenever they're traveling or whatever, they're living their lifestyle and they don't want to track, then they know how much protein to eat. They know how much carbs are going to be in that bowl of rice or how much protein is going to be in that in that ounces of chicken that you're getting at like a grocery store or whatever yeah. or a restaurant. And not only that, so I went on a 
seven day cruise oh a couple gosh. months ago. <laughs> Don't get me started on cruises. Yeah, oh dude, cruises, <laughs> like if you want to go on a mean bulk, just go on a year long cruise. But basically it was very relieving, like in my perspective, knowing like I, I knew, I knew I was, I had the drink package too. Mm. So I, I'm not even joking, dude. I, I have a big appetite as it is. I, I didn't binge eat, but I just let myself it, live yeah, and oh, eat yeah. when I wanted. One, yeah, 100%. And I knew, I was like, all right, I'm probably going to weigh 10 to 15 pounds heavier after mm-hmm. that week. And I did. I weighed like 13 pounds heavier, but... I mean, it's, it's not all fat. It's not all fat. A lot of it's water weight, <laughs> exactly. all the sodium, and even traveling, you're going to be more bloated. Oh, but, yep, definitely. Uh, just knowing that is very comforting and knowing that I know how to get back on track is easier to have discipline to uh-huh. be able to do so yes. and i'm like less i weigh less now than i did going into the cruise yeah exactly discipline like i said discipline for me is very easy i'm able to discipline myself and i think that's so like diving into like intermittent fasting type of stuff so i'm able to so are you familiar with intermittent fasting pretty well yeah i i use it off and on but okay. he i'm an advocate of it just because i think it's sustainable yeah exactly i don't like it for a fat loss expenditure i don't like it for a fat loss like if you want to lose weight uh, should i do intermittent fasting no i think it's very good um for like the cells in your body for um recovery for all that type of stuff uh and it's very so i love it because it's discipline i'm able to like if i need if my last meal is going to be at two o'clock of the day or if i'm not going to eat until 12 o'clock then i'm able to do that yeah and that's it's sustainable for me it helps me it helps give me like a barrier because i would find myself when I'm not restricted to dieting for a show or dieting just to lose weight when I'm just like living my normal life, sometimes I like got a weekend or whatever, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to have this bag of pork rinds because I've been doing keto. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have this <laughs> bag of pork rinds and then I just can't stop eating. And it's like, okay, when am I going to stop? And I literally just, I'll just like watch a TV show and I just keep eating. It's like, okay, uh, this just happened again. So that's why I love intermittent fasting because it gives me that discipline. I need to stop eating at this time. Um, and if I hit my cal, like let's say I hit my calories, 2,700, 3,000 calories at two o'clock by two o'clock, then I'm not going to eat the rest of the day. Yeah. So we have a little bit different perspectives on intermittent fasting. This would be interesting. I'll explain like how I use it, why I use it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me to lose weight and get as lean as I want, I will usually typically eat around 2,200 to 2,400 calories a day. Okay. Start I, yeah, well, mm, Usually I'll start like 2,600, okay, but perfect. if I'm riding that 22 to 2,400 for a while, I will be dropping one and a half, two pounds a week pretty yeah. consistently. So the thing is me personally, like just the way my DNA works, I was never been a big breakfast eater, never okay. hungry in the morning. And I do a lot of busy work in the morning. Yeah. So oh, naturally yeah. it was easy for me to like not eat in the morning. Yeah. And my mindset was, well, it's funny cause breakfast, lunch, dinner was not a scientific eating schedule it was a cultural thing yeah so not eating breakfast saved me four to eight hundred calories for the rest of the day and if my first meal ends up being around 12 one or two well i like to eat big meals so i'd eat like a thousand calorie meal um at one o'clock i'd be full to maybe around four four thirty mm-hmm. eat a snack to tie me over and then i'll have a giant dinner and that giant dinner might be at eight nine maybe 10 p.m mm-hmm. and i go to bed full yeah. so like my mindset was save my calories for later and if i can go to bed full in a deficit that's a win for me for the yeah, day yeah no, definitely yeah totally i personally i like going to bed hungry because i feel like um my body's burning fat while i'm sleeping yeah that's just i mean i 
that's what I like when I'm. You wake up pretty light too. I yeah, will say. Yeah, that. you wake up lighter. You you feel good. Like okay, I'm I'm this lighter. I'm I'm this many pounds under. Like let's keep this fast going type of thing. Yeah. Have you have you ever done a a pretty long fast? I haven't, dude. That's really trendy on YouTube right now. Yeah. Like they do those 24, 48 hour long fasts. Like mm-hmm. I would probably just do it for the content, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, I mean, have you? Yeah, so I just recently did a forty eight hour fast. <sighs> like just water, like. Just you water, have to yeah. drink water, right? Yeah, just water. Yeah. So what what's really good about fasting is that it depletes or it deletes old cells, autophagy. Your body d- deletes, removes all the bad cells that you don't want in your body, um, and it builds new ones. It creates these better working, more improved cells. So at the time, I was sick. I had I was like sick for a week, and then I got sick on Monday, and then like Thursday just hit me hard. And I was planning on doing a fast that weekend at the same time. So Thursday hit me, and I was like, okay, am I gonna fast? Like, what am I gonna do? And I was researching, and, and I know how much fasting can help um, just like preserve muscle mass, and like I said, get rid of those cells. So I was like, okay, so if I'm sick, technically fasting can get rid of those bad cells that I don't want in my body, and maybe the sickness will be over as quick as I'm out of the fast. Mm-hmm. So I fasted, uh, started Friday, uh, afternoon, I think. Yeah, my first meal was like Sunday at noon. So yeah, I fasted the the weekend. Um, I felt like crap though. I had no energy because yeah. I was sick too. Yeah. Um, it's like I can't go out. I can't do anything. I was sick. I was fasting. No food. Literally nothing. Just water. Uh, but then I ate the food on Sunday. Woke up on Monday, and I was like, I was like ninety percent. Like I wasn't sick anymore. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm curious to see if that'll work again whenever I'm sick again. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to recommend it to a client because of how... It's pretty extreme. It's, yeah, it's pretty extreme, but I like that. I yeah. Like, I like pushing my body to the limits. I like seeing what I can do um, with different types of stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I've, I might have to try it one day. I mean, see, well, I mean see. yeah, why not? Just try it. Start with a 16-hour fast, start with a 24-hour fast, and then see how long you can go. What's that? No, not that weekend. No, no I've, I've done a fast before. Like, uh, so if I had some carbs and I wanted to get back in keto quicker, if I wasn't like fat adapted, um, I would fast for 24 hours, a yeah. longer period of time so I can deplete those carbs like right away. And then usually if I'm flying, like, if, like if I had the carbs, like let's say I go back home, California, have some carbs, whatever, and then I fly the next day, then I know I can restrict myself easy because I, all I have to do is say no to the peanuts on the plane. Yeah. That's it. Oh man, that's so um, hard. <laughs> I it's very hard, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've worked out fasted before. I mean, you feel like crap. You don't get really good pump. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's people talk about should I do cardio fasted? Should I work out fasted? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to know, because like, what's your Instagram? Plug your Instagram real quick. I-C-M-E-R-Z, I-C-M-E-R-Z. Yeah, so you're a really positive dude. You're a really positive dude. That's why I really like you. Like, you attract, positive people attract positive people. Yeah. You guys should know this by now. 100%. But, like, what keeps you just up and lively and just feeling good, and how do you keep those vibes? Man, I just love to inform people. I mean, I want to help this person lose that weight. I want to help this person gain that weight. I want to inform them as much as I know. 
I, I research as much as I can so I can teach these people as much as they want to know. Um, I mean, whenever, whenever I get a new client or whatever someone reaches out to me, I get like ecstatic. I mean, yeah, it'll be a new client, but at the end of the day, like I'm helping that person become a healthier person. Like my company is called Beyond the Physique, not just because like, I'm going to help them achieve their weight goal, but I want them to become healthier. I want to help them. I want to teach them what a morning routine does, teach them what a nightly routine does, teach them like, why you need water, teach them all the benefits on why a little bit higher fat can help you with mental sake. Like, it's just so much more than just losing weight, so much more than gaining weight. It's the healthier lifestyle, and I love to teach people that. Mm -hmm. How many clients do you got right now? Uh, right now, so I went full-time entrepreneur. My company started January. Well, I got laid off from Harley because I closed December, I think December 18th. So after Christmas, I went full-time January. So right now I have about, give or take 15, 20. Um, yeah. Cool. How, so how do you find, like, how do you find leads? Is it referral? Just, uh, yeah. Word of mouth and just Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, all my clients who are seeing phenomenal results are telling their friends and they want to hop on the program. Five years from now, ideal life for you. Oh my gosh. Let's hear it. Five years from now. Uh, well, I would love to. How old are you right now, by the way? 25. 25. Okay. So if we watch big this, 30, baby, if we watch this video when I'm 30. Um, so when we, we didn't really dive into this, but I also do modeling. Um, and, yes, and yeah. like five years from now, I'd say that's a pretty substantial amount of time. I would, like one of the days I want to be on men's health. I think I could do it. Yeah. Uh, one of the days I want to like be on a magazine cover like that. Um, just to be able to inform people. Uh, but like training wise, um, three, five years down the road, I want to be the head trainer, like the main guy for serve. Um, so I want to be like their lead trainer. If that pushes my company out, then I'm 100% okay with that. Yeah. I would love to help all those people with that company. How do you get there? How do you get to all that? Uh, modeling and serve and just put your head down and work yeah i mean but at the end of the day it's focusing on what you want to do at the at the present time i mean you can have dreams you can have aspirations but it's like how are you going to get there where you're at right now mm -hmm. um and i think it's literally just working but working smart um people talk about this generation is a bunch of lazy workers who don't want to work they don't want to work a nine to five i mean granted i hated working 40 hours a week for someone else, but I don't think we're lazy workers. I think we're smart workers. Yeah. I mean, we're doing our own thing. We're able to have our own clients and do all this stuff without having a boss. That says pretty smart. Yeah, no, it is. And the internet definitely helps. Yeah. But definitely. I'll like, I keep bringing this up because it's like resonated with me really well. Uh -huh. I feel like the only way an entrepreneur can't succeed or a content creator stuff we're doing, the only way you would not succeed is if, you need to be persistent slash consistent you consistent. and you need to be getting better because think about it. If you're at least consistent and you're persistent and you just keep trying and trying, you don't give up, but you're not getting better. Well, your business is either rising or dying. Mm -hmm. And exactly, if yeah. you are getting better, like if you, if you have the talent and the skill to be getting better, but you're not willing to be persistent, consistent, you're never going to find out. If you get 1% better each day of the year, 300, 65% better yeah. in one year, like that's okay. Like, like that's perfect. People say that call all the time, but that's literally exactly like what I said. It's 1% better every day. It's not 1% better 
when you feel like doing it exactly. or 1% better, you know, every other week when and you... That, yeah, and that 1% can be anything. It can be learning how to do one simple task on Photoshop or learning how to edit a video a little bit better or learning how to do a certain workout. Like 1% is literally so small, people don't understand. They, they want to take everything at a giant scale and a bigger scale and they think they can achieve it right away. That's another thing with this generation that I've realized is that we want stuff right away we want it now instant gratification we want to be we want to be famous on youtube we want to be famous on instagram we want to be famous on all that stuff but like no like god has a bigger plan and it's it just takes a longer time to sometimes it takes a longer time to get there yeah and everyone's journey is so different yep like do you ever follow christian guzman yeah so my thing is i wanted his life so bad just because it was exactly what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. i mean he's living a life like for in my eyes he's living the life the same way with steve cook steve cook same i love steve cook and the thing is like once you understand that think think about all the different people he met the location he lived at maybe a connection he had like it it happens for people in such different ways Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know but in here's what I also think about entrepreneurship and business. Like I've learned a lot, um, but I've seen like blueprints work. And I think it just comes down to three things. I think it comes down to sales, marketing, and networking. And if one of those three are lacking, it's not going to be able to excel it at the rate you want. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. And I would say, I would put consistency in there. Or you can I preach consistency to my clients. Consistency. (laughs) Consistency. I preach consistency to my clients. It's like, if I'm going to preach it to my clients, then uh, why am I not doing it myself? If if I want to inform people on YouTube, if I want to inform people on Instagram, then you need to be consistent in it. I I heard, I was listening to... Uh, another podcast it was Gary V's trainer oh yeah yeah um, dude I saw a dope video on YouTube yeah me. that was a phenomenal podcast and he he was talking about Gary V told him to start to post three times a day like posting three times a day seems crazy but he did that and he saw exponential results he did that for like six months straight and he saw great results so it's like why are we not doing that yeah why are we not posting what we need to post because we're worried about our peers we're worried about what people think of us we're worried about what our family what our friends think back home what all these people think but why like we don't we shouldn't worry about that stuff like if you want to get where you want to get then do it (laughs) like i mean bottom line yeah no one should be in your way and speaking of instagram we talked about this before the camera explain instagram is killing our gains oh my gosh yeah julian smith said this i don't know how many years ago I don't know what it was. It was a video, photo, or something, but it's just a, such a simple quote that talked about Instagram is killing our game. So true. I resonate with that so much because, like, especially being a natural athlete, you want to gain muscle, but then you want to be lean for the summer, but then you want to gain muscle, then you want to be lean for the summer. And it's like, you can only put on so much muscle in five months. Yeah. Like, you think that the scale goes up, but, like, that's. That can be fat, maybe a little bit of muscle, but not a lot of muscle. Yeah, uh, you muscle, gotta spend time in that surplus oh getting stronger. Muscle's density, you gotta push more weight, gotta do all that stuff, and it takes a while to get up. And whenever you get up to your max, whenever you get up to your goal weight, you wanna diet again for summer because you wanna be lean for summer. I mean, you wanna look good at the pool, you wanna look good at the beach type of stuff. But who's, I mean, if being a natural athlete, if you wanna gain a substantial amount of muscle, I think you need to do it for a year especially if you've been training for a while yeah you need to be in a bulk for longer because yeah. you want to gain that muscle and you have to be okay with 
putting on some fat. Yeah, and like we'll always, so the way I'll do it with my clients and myself is if I'm, you know I'm going into a massing period, I might spend three months in a surplus. After the three months, say I've gained, if I'm gaining like two to three pounds a month, say I've gained like 10 pounds, uh, I'm probably gonna be plateauing my weight gain. Mm. So what I'll then do is lower my calories and maintenance, probably drop three to four pounds of water weight, and I will spend a month doing lower volume, like more strength training. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of resensitizes me to high volume training. Oh my God, it yeah. kind of helps my metabolism a little bit. And when I go back into maybe another three month mass, it is more linear again. Like yeah. that's been really effective for me. No, yeah, I'm a big believer in, in I mean, of course you need to change your programs, but I'm a big believer in strength training and how it can change your, what your muscle looks like, how change of density, change, literally everything. Because mm -hmm. people, people think that, oh, I'm just gonna do eight to 10 reps for five months and that'll be good. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're a beginner, you can do that, but no, yeah. like maybe if you're just starting out, uh, I wouldn't even do that, but I like to change programs every five, five to six weeks with a deload weekend here and there. Yeah different variations just mm -hmm. different reps different workouts different type of stuff yeah periodization is pretty key yeah so tell us what what's going on in your life right now right now i am we're working on getting a camera i've um, got a new computer building ebooks um i'm just it's like i have so much that i want to do so much i want to explain to my peers and like the world and and all my friends and stuff and I have so much content I want to put out. It's just, I guess, processing it and just doing it. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, if I want to start recording on YouTube, I'm gonna do it. If I want, if I need to post more on Instagram, I'm gonna start to do it. Um, so it's like figuring out all this stuff. I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks, like a month or so. So it's like whenever I get back, September 1st, I plan on documenting my bulk. Plan on doing that bulk. I want to inform people that yeah, you're gonna gain weight when you do a bulk. You're not gonna look lean anymore. Yeah. What's gonna be hard is like if I continue to do it for, which I plan on continue to do it through. I I want to bulk for 2020. I I, I really want to do that, and it, it's gonna be hard when it hits May, June, July next year. I'm gonna be the fat one at the pool. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> be the I'm gonna be the not so lean one at the pool. It's gonna be hard, but. At the end of the day, if I'm getting stronger, if I'm getting more muscle mass, then it's a it's a success. Yeah, dude, do it, man. I told I told him there's way too many uh, cutting and dieting documentaries oh on YouTube gosh, and series. So many, Make yeah. a bulky one, man. You've been lean for a lot of years. Yeah. Might as well like it'll do give it. other people confidence to do it too. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I want to say, because I was thinking about this too, so. Uh, you know, like body dysmorphia, like a lot of bodybuilders have it. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that picture on Instagram where the jacked dude is looking in the mirror, but the dude in the mirror is, is like, is skinny. Yeah. So I want to make like a meme or some type of picture like, okay, how do I explain this? So I'm, I'm in the mirror and I'm, I'm lean. I look good, right? Uh -huh. But outside of the mirror, or wait, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So outside of the mirror, the actual me, I'm puffing my stomach out and I look bloated, but I'm laughing at it. Cause I think if people can have oh confidence gosh, to be that. happy with whatever they look like, uh -huh. and regardless of what it is, man, it's, it's, it's crazy you. how much the way you look can affect a lot of oh things. Oh my gosh. That goes back to the Instagram thing. Yeah. Like people want to be lean for Instagram. Like, don't get me wrong. I like seeing my veins. I like seeing every muscle when I lift. Yeah. But like it's killing your gains yeah. like at the end of the day like julian smith hit it right on the point and that's like i know that he bulked for like what five years or so i don't know if you follow him but he there's a picture of him where he was fat yeah and it's like how big he is now is 
because of that. Yeah. So with that said, last piece of advice, I want to hear three pieces of advice to anyone watching. First thing being about relationship with food. Relationship with food. Best thing, um, understand that there is a relationship with food. Um, yes, you want to be healthy. Yes, you want to eat veggies, all that healthy stuff. But you got to know that there is a time and place for beer. There is a time and place for ice cream. Don't feel like crap if you eat that stuff because, I mean, we live this life and, I mean, beer is good. Wine is good. Um, God is good. Ice no, cream is good. Beer is good. All that, <laughs> all that stuff is good. And you got to know that it's a lifestyle. And if you're able to fit those foods in, then that's what you want to do. Secondly, first advice for someone wanting to try keto. Oh, yeah. So when I first did it, um, I, all I, I didn't track anything. I just went into keto and I started eating a little bit like more nuts. I started eating uh, like sunflower seeds, um, a salad with olive oil, all this type of stuff, higher fat um, meats, eggs. I didn't really track. And then I hit the keto flu and it's like, okay, I feel like crap, this isn't fun. But then I got over that and then I started enjoying keto. So, I mean, try the higher, just try eliminating carbs. Um, eat more salads, eat more higher fat content foods, eggs, uh, walnuts, any kind of nut, any kind of seed, any kind of higher fat and just see how you feel. See if your mental sake, mental clarity is better. See if you're less bloated, see just how you feel. Cool. Uh, lastly, I think this is interesting. A lot of people want to get into weightlifting or, or a weight loss journey to gain confidence, right? How do you teach someone to that they should be confident where they are regardless? Like, how do you just have that confidence, sense of confidence, not care what people think, and really carry that mentality with you? Yeah. Um, if you're healthy, if you feel healthy, if you feel good around your friends, if you feel good around your, your people, then, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you don't, you shouldn't, your happiness shouldn't resolve around what your physique looks like or what the scale says. If you are generally happy around your people you hang out with and everything else, then I mean, that's a win for you. Mm -hmm. and that, that If you can sustain it, then sustain it. But if you want to change your physique, then change your physique. Like yeah. it shouldn't matter. It, it matters if you are happy, then that's where you should stay. And the great thing is, if you're not happy, guess what? You can do something about it. You can do it. something about it. You can do whatever you want about it. So, uh, dude, I really appreciate you coming on this. Man. I'm glad this is the first one that we're uh, relaunching back out for Amplify Podcast. If you listen to this, follow the deal on Instagram one more time. What is it? I see MERS. I see MERS. Uh, follow him, and I'll put the tag on the video, uh, and I'll link all your stuff in the description. But thank you for listening. Share this podcast with a friend. Subscribe on Apple podcast, Spotify, Google Play, everything. Uh, and we appreciate it. Thank you for listening.